0: Attrition is a massive problem in today's hybrid world. Companies are finding it extremely difficult to retain top talent, especially new hires. Tidy's got employee retention all figured out. Their customers are reporting a 65% drop in their first year attrition. Go check them out at tidy.co, that is T-Y-D-Y-C-O. You can also ask them for a free customized demo of their solution and see how they can help you solve your employee retention challenges. The
1: uh, complexity of onboarding has uh you know, gone up in 10x over the last 18 months or so, people have understood that what used to run and uh, people used to manage with that process no longer kind of cut it. Everyone assumes onboarding is an HR problem, uh, but it's actually not an HR problem. Because if you look at onboarding, only about 40% of the tasks are actually HR related or HR are responsible for. There is another 40% which is IT, there is you know, financial uh, function which comes in, there is the administrative operations that kind of come in. And so really, if you think about onboarding, it is, it is the best onboarding experience when the entire kind of organization comes together to make that experience a great experience. Hello, everybody.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. You know, there are things in HR that we talk about them every year, probably even more often than just on a yearly basis. And they continue to be some sort of a challenge in the HR space. And they are so important, not only to the work that we do in HR, but to the success of our organizations and the people that are working for us in those organizations. And one of those elements that we continue to talk about, trying to find the best ways to deliver value through that process is onboarding. And we talk a lot about onboarding. We try to find, once again, the best ways to onboard our new employees. And now in this year, 2021, we have the added challenge what I call another layer of complexity, which is COVID and the fact that so many people are working in a hybrid environment, meaning that we have to find ways that work for onboarding, both for those employees that come to the office, and for those that are working remotely in places that are far, far from where the main headquarter of the company is. And we are going to be talking about this today with somebody who has been in the space of sales, uh, business development, corporate development, employee experience for a long time, now leading his own company, Tidy. And we are going to have a great, great conversation about onboarding. Kiran, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Thank you, Enrique. I'm doing really good, and thank you for having me.
0: Well, I'm I'm honored to have you with me today to talk about one of those uh, areas that it's it's funny. It's like it's like the little rock in Asia's shoes because it's you know it's an it's such an important role, but it's always like a, or an important process. But it's all, there's always something to do better about it. You know, there's always something that we can improve on onboarding, and and I want to begin by asking you. Uh, you know, what do you think are the challenges in the onboarding space in this day and age where of hybrid work, you know, some people working from the office, some people having flexibility, and some people working fully remote?
1: Yeah. Well, so actually, I think the uh, complexity of onboarding has, uh, you know, gone up in 10x over the last 18 months or so. People have understood that, uh, you know, what used to run and uh, people used to manage, uh, with that process no longer kind of cut it. So if you look at onboarding, I think one of the most interesting things to talk about is the fact that everyone assumes onboarding is an HR problem, uh, but it's actually not an HR problem because if you look at onboarding, only about 40% of the tasks are actually HR related or HR are responsible for. There is another 40% which is IT, there is you know financial, Uh, function which comes in there is the administrative operations that kind of come in and so really if you think about onboarding it is it is the best onboarding experience when the entire kind of organization comes together to make that experience a great experience it's not just HR right HR is often kind of burdened or Mm -hmm. uh, held responsible for onboarding but unless they get all the other functions to work together it starts becoming a big issue and I think that's what started becoming really evident in you know, 2020 and now in 2021 is that uh, suddenly everything went remote. And uh, unless you had all of these different pieces of the puzzle working together digitally, virtually, you know, in a hybrid model, it was impossible to deliver a good experience. So, so I think that's the complexity from an onboarding perspective.
0: Well, first of all, I got to say that you just made a lot of HR people happy uh, when you (laughs) told them it's not just about you or it's not just on you, it's on the organization. Now, let me ask you this, Kiran. You know, one one thing that happens very often with processes that are either architected or uh, somehow managed by HR, even when there's a lot of people involved, is that all of those that are involved, they just continue throwing stuff to HR and- sort of removing that responsibility from them, you know, and we can talk about uh, performance management, we can talk about onboarding, and many other processes that HR architects or shapes that yeah. should be in the hands of everybody, but everybody's like, that's your stuff, HR. So, okay. so let me ask you this, how can HR leaders get other functions, get the people in IT in finance, other business leaders involved in everything that pertains to onboarding and making sure that they not only feel that they have something to do about it, but that they are accountable and that they know that the success of this process uh, is the success of their own functions as well. So how can HR do yeah. this?
1: No, that's a, that's a great question. So I think, um, you know, the analogy I always draw is if you think about the customer experience, right? In a company, you know, you're thinking about the customer experience, You're you're thinking about, all the same processes from a customer perspective you know whether it is a prospect who's just come in as a qualified lead um, you do that demo you move them through the funnel you try to close them and then you onboard the customer as well and fundamentally what starts happening is you start seeing that the customer experience is a very mature process uh, people have understood that marketing has to work together with sales, has to work together with uh, you know account management, project management, deployment teams, customer success, all have to kind of come together. And I think the underlying fact for all of that is um, when you look at the solutions available, it's built for that collaborative sort of um, experience or collaborative sort of process. But when you kind of move into the HR side inside the organization, um, there's no real tool or platform or product that really caters to that collaborative aspect, right? Uh, If HR needs to kind of get IT to start working with um, HR, you're talking about an IT help desk, then you're talking about your HRMS and you're talking about, you know, payroll and you're talking about your expense management system, all of them completely disconnected, um, you know, systems and therefore processes and therefore people completely disconnected from each other, right? So, So I think from when, when we also kind of go into an organization and we start talking about um, some of these uh, changes, it has to come from the fact that it's not just one business leader's, um, you know, decision, but it needs to be a executive decision from the executive team as a whole saying that, Hey, you know, we think employee experiences is important and therefore... You know, all of your teams need to kind of work together to make this happen, but there also needs to be tools and products and services that kind of cater to that because um, you really need that single dashboard to see everything that's happening from an onboarding perspective, you know, has Kiran got his IT assets allocated, has Kiran completed his compliance forms, has Kiran gone in um you know completed a journey learning journey all of that needs to be consolidated in one place as well to kind of get that visibility and so i think those are some of the kind of first touch points that you need to kind of get in order in order to kind of start moving in the right direction
0: absolutely well thank you thank you for sharing that and that that integration is is powerful and 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 the reality is that it's we're not even reinventing the wheel here, we just have to look at what other functions that have that are more mature in this space have done. And of course, not replicate their processes, but just look at how they did it and try to perhaps bring some of that knowledge and experience and insights into our own HR processes. Kieran, if you were able to wave a magic wand and say, we're going to transform all the onboarding processes of all the companies in the world uh, this is how it's going to look like. I know, you know, it's, this, this may sound a little oversimplistic and, and sure. uh, every company is different. Every industry is different. But what, what would the foundational pieces of a great onboarding experience
1: could look like? What, what should they be? Um, I think there are a couple of points. I think the first thing would be onboarding doesn't start on day one that's often the misconception that you come in on day one and you know you start with everything from day one after the offer has been accepted there's like a lull period and then you come in on day one and then suddenly you're you know thrown into the deep end of it yeah. um, so I think the first thing with onboarding is you need to kind of start the onboarding even before day one as soon as probably someone has accepted the offer you know get them engaged with the organization they might have 10 days to get to get started. They might have 30 days, they might have 60 days. Um, you know, in, in India, for example, um, you have people who have a 90 day period between offer acceptance and uh, day one.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think the fundamental first kind of, um, you know, point would be that start engaging with the individual before day one, as soon as you kind of start that relationship. Again, think about it from a consumer perspective, right? From a customer perspective. You're not going to do a demo and then hope that they will close a deal, you know, two months later or three months later, or that this person is going to come to your website from an e-commerce perspective. And just because they came to the website, they're going to go and buy something. You have to keep nurturing them. You have to keep nurturing them to kind of move them through that whole process. And so I think that's the fundamental first point from an onboarding perspective. Um, The second thing would be, you know, how do you get the visibility to your new hires experience at the company and that is probably a much tougher kind of uh, you know not to crack is uh, how do you actually see when Kiran is having a problem or you know is not sure about something how can you respond immediately rather than waiting for a day 30 or a day 60 or a day 90 survey right that's that's a postmortem. that's yeah. after everything has happened you're trying to get feedback it's already too late you know my first day might have been really terrible but you're waiting till day 30 or day 60 to kind of get that feedback right it doesn't work anymore in today's um, economy and in today's war of uh, you know the talent war that's happening it's it's impossible to kind of wait that long for for feedback so I think when you kind of combine these two obviously I have a whole list of it but in the interest of time I'm going to stick to these two but when you kind of combine these two it starts becoming really powerful if you start engaging them and nurturing them through the journey right from the first moment before day one. And then you keep kind of getting checkpoints. You know, how is the interview process? Um, five days before the start date, do you need anything? Hey, by the way, this is your buddy. This is who you need to reach out to, or this is who will be reaching out to you. Um, by the way, recruiter, call Kiran up two days before the start date, but don't just call him and say, hey, Kiran, how are you doing? Because that's a baseless conversation. Give the recruiter enough data to say, hey, Kiran, I realize that you haven't completed x y or z how can i help you get that completed and get started for day one right so add that contextual piece add that nurturing and the feedback and then you know that's that's the start of a great experience
0: you know i, I love everything that you're saying and and kieran you know coincidentally um i i am reading a book called the power of moments and okay. uh in the book, they talked a little bit about the onboarding experience and they described this bad experience of people coming into the office first day, nobody introducing yeah. them to what's going on and coming to an office where they sit in a desk and there's a cable for a computer that is not there. And there's a, <laughs> and there's a big handbook with all the, <laughs> the company policies. And I was thinking yeah. about my own experiences and I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one who had gone through that experience. <laughs> it seems to be everybody, right? I mean, computer yeah. is not there. There's no phone. You don't know who to talk to. The, the first yeah. thing you do is read this manual uh, about ethics or policies that you don't even understand what they are so big um so it's just such a terrible experience right i mean and that's the yeah. first thing you do when you come through the doors of your company i mean imagine how your energy is already like the, the balloon has exploded oh. because you know you were so excited and that you know you don't even have a
1: computer to start working with so <laughs> So I love and the worst you're... part is the company would wait till day thirty to get this feedback from you, right? Not just on day two to get yeah. that feedback and then make that correction. I mean, maybe everything's not going to go right all the time. Yeah. But if you show yourself as being proactive and caring about that individual, it'll it'll work out. There's no problem. But don't wait till day sixty to get that feedback. So absolutely, yeah.
0: Kiran. As we're getting closer to wrapping up our conversation, and you have mentioned a lot of great insights that I'm hoping make our extra community, uh, you know, reflect and take action. Uh, I want to ask you now about the onboarding experience in the context of what's going on in the world today, meaning right. COVID ups and downs, most likely this uh, hybrid approach to work will hopefully co- not only continue down the road, but last for a long time and forever, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, wh- what would you say about onboarding in this context? What should we keep in mind when we are designing the onboarding experience in the context of hybrid work?
1: Yeah, so so I think a couple of points over there as well is that um, one is, um, you know, digital is here to stay, right? Yeah. You, you need to bring in your digital transformation from a tools perspective, from a platform perspective, from a data integration perspective. Um, the fact that not everyone is going to be at the office every single day means that your service level to the new hire just needs to be that much more. You need to be able to give them that much more contextual information. Like you said, Enrique, is that you come into the office, you don't know who you're supposed to speak to. Yeah. Well, you should have technology to help you kind of do that. You come into the office, you you have this massive manual that you have to go through. no you don't need to go to a portal or through a book. Um, there's enough technology out there today to kind of give you a very personalized experience, even if you are one out of 50,000 people, right? Yeah, I think that's one of one that most companies today have started kind of thinking about very, very um, seriously. I think the uh, second thing is just because there's technology doesn't mean the human function has to die or yeah. the human relationship has to die. Um, In fact, in today's world with hybrid kind of definitely going to be a long-term kind of uh, movement, I think technology has to help in building that relationship more. So technology has to give that HRBP or that manager or that recruiter enough data to say, hey, Kiran, I know you. I know you need this. I know you are looking for this and I can help you. It can no longer, the experience can no longer be pick up the phone, Kiran, how are you? What do you need? That those days are gone. It needs to yeah. be a lot more contextual conversations, especially because you can't just walk up to someone else's table and say, Hey, who do I meet? What do I do? Where do I go? Right. Yeah. It, it needs to be a lot more contextual. So I think those are the two parts from a technology perspective. Yeah. You need to bring in technology, but just because you bring in technology, you cannot forget the human element either. Yeah. Hopefully it's actually the opposite. As you bring more technology,
0: you are doing less transaction and you can actually build even deeper, more meaningful relationships that truly make people feel that they are getting like a real personalized, you know, uh, concierge in the company that is serving them uh, as they get in uh, the company. Perfect. Absolutely perfect, yeah. Kiran, thank you so much for spending this time with me, sharing all of these insights with the community. There are so many opportunities in onboarding to do better. And and you have shared a lot of great recommendations for HR people in charge of this space to to take action and start sort of uh, uh, creating more value uh, through the onboarding process.
1: So thank you so much for being with me today. My pleasure, Enrique. Thank you so much once again for having me.
0: Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you everybody for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.